Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, Steve would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. White Sox fans, welcome into another edition of Sox on Tap. After Dark, it's Johnny Nani here alongside Tony Marchese, unfortunately discussing a White Sox 5-1 to one loss to the Kansas-Oakland A's, even the series up. Tony would have liked to sweep here, but uh, could have said I would have thought that we'd lose at least one game in the series, and this was a prime candidate for it. Yeah, and I think a lot of people uh, were expecting the loss to come during a Dallas Keuchel start. Johnny, I think you were probably one of the people included in that uh, in that grouping. Um, I was hopeful uh, for this one, but uh, obviously we just cannot have nice things. Yeah, I mean, I was just hoping for some more bats, some more run support, because, uh, you know, in past Keuchel starts, uh, we, we've had it just explode early, and it's been almost like it's out of reach, except for that wacky Cubs game where, obviously, you know, he was pulled, so it was more of a Raylo start more than anything. Uh, Sox were in a hole there, but then the other one uh, against Kansas City, that one was uh, damaged early as well, so, uh, you know, at least he got, like, through the first inning clean, and then after that, though, you know, solo shot, they attack on another one in the fourth, uh, and then it just keeps going a little bit from there uh, in the bottom of the fifth. That's where things unraveled even further there. So, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll get into a little bit more of these details, kind of talk some more general White Sox topics here. Uh, but before we do, listeners, make sure you are visiting ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Give us a follow on social media at Sox on Tap and at ONTAP Sportsnet. If you enjoy the podcast, go give a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, and when you need White Sox merchandise, Grandstand is the place to go. Visit them right by the ballpark, 35th and Wallace. You can shop online, GrandstandSox.com, and hit up their social medias at Grandstand Sox. So, Tony, as we mentioned, alluded to a little bit here, Dallas Keuchel on the bump tonight. Uh, the combination of pitching, I put it in here in our notes, as uh, Dallas plus the cow pen, uh, as Buzz deemed it on a previous show. Um, that means not having the top guys out of the bullpen there. That's usually going to result in a loss. And I put, would you think it's safe to say 99 times out of 100, probably a loss, that combination? Yeah, I mean, unless you're getting something miraculous from your offense, uh, which didn't show up tonight at all, I'd I'd say that's, uh, that's a fair estimate there. Yeah, so uh, that's where we were at, though. Uh, overall in the night, uh, starting from the top here, Dallas Keuchel, five and two-thirds, eight hits, five earned runs, one walk, three Ks, and he allowed one home run. That was to Matt Chapman. That would lead off the scoring uh, in the bottom of the second inning. Uh, put the A's up 1-0. Uh, A's add on more than th- uh, their half of the fourth. RBI single by Gomes makes it 2-0. Um, and then we have one, like, actually, maybe we have two highlights of this game for the White Sox, but one of them coming <laughs> chronological order here uh, is in the top of the fifth inning. White Sox look like they have something going, Tony. Uh, Lurie Legend, uh, leadoff double. Brian Goodwin, singles. Uh, after Vaughn strikes out, Cesar Hernandez, uh, the little 
chopper ground ball over to first base, but Matt Chapman throws the ball uh, behind uh, his catcher, and White Sox able to score a run there. But unfortunately, we're not able to do much of anything after that, even though they only had you know one out, guys on second and third there. Uh, and that was kind of a theme for me. One of the things I wanted to point out, you had missed opportunities in the second, first and third with one out, uh, and the six again, a leadoff single, and then three straight Ks after Abreu got in a second on a wild pitch. So uh, missed opportunities, name of the game for White Sox offense tonight. Uh, not very opportunistic overall. No, not opportunistic at all, Johnny. And that's, again, uh, beat a dead horse here. Um, we've seen this story before. We'll continue to see it again. It's, you know, for as much as we get frustrated with it, it's part of baseball, it's going to happen. Um, it's unfortunate that it happens here, though, Johnny, because, uh, you know, you and I stayed up late. We consumed a couple of beers. We are excited to do exactly what we did last night again tonight. Um, and, you know, the, the runners in scoring position thing, it's either you're not getting enough guys into run, into scoring position to score or they're not executing when they do get there. Um, we've seen both sides of that coin uh, over the past week. Tonight was was just as brutal uh, as the other night when they didn't get a runner on second base until the ninth inning with two outs. So, um, yeah, just it wasn't pretty uh, offensively uh, outside of, you know, you might call it a gift run. But you, you just can't do that, Johnny. You're not going to win many ball games that way, despite whoever is on the mound. Yeah, one for 10 with runners in scoring position, seven left on base for the White Sox tonight. That ain't going to get the job done, so uh, don't, no real need to dig into it uh, too much further. Other than that, uh, in the bottom of the six, uh, that's where the uh, A's would chase Keuchel from the game after a Pinder RBI triple. Ruiz comes in uh, first Petter RBI single right there, so that adds the fifth run. All of those ones tonight going to Keuchel, and that would be it for the scoring in this game. Um, I guess the only other highlight, White Sox-wise, like I had mentioned, uh, was in the ninth inning. Um, you know, you were probably upset when it, when it happened at the time uh, because Romy Gonzalez comes in to pinch hit for Gavin Sheets with one out, but he did record a, or, uh, excuse me, a single up the middle uh, for his first MLB hit. So I guess that's, uh, you know, congrats in order for Romy there. Yeah, you know, Johnny, I, I saw you try and uh, make light of the Gavin Sheets love on uh, the uh, the old Twitter.com uh, there because, you know, I mean, I, I, I got to admit, I uh, I do love Gavin Sheets very very much. He he might be my favorite professional athlete since Marion Hosa uh, graced the the ice with the Blackhawks, and before that, Dion Vicieto when he was on the Chicago White Sox. Because you know I like guys who uh, I've been in attendance for their first home run. So I, I I may or may not have become infatuated with Gavin Sheets. I think that if you look at the pick to click selection at Sox on Tap on Twitter, you can probably figure that out fairly quickly. Uh, but you know, I, I was happy for Romy Gonzalez there. I, I know what Tony LaRusso was doing uh, by pinch hitting in that situation. Uh, had it been a little bit more critical, I might be a little bit more upset, just a little bit more upset. Uh, but in this situation, really low pressure for Romy Gonzalez to come into this ball game uh, and, and take it at bat. He hasn't been successful up until that point. I know he had the RBI the other day. Uh, but for, uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, I, I thought that was a – fine time to pinch it for somebody. You had a lefty on the mound and Andrew Chafin and, uh, you know, the Gavin sheets of the lefty. We talked about it last night, uh, first hit, uh, against the left-hander. Um, so you can make an argument, uh, that, uh, would have been nice to see Gavin Sheets in that situation as well. However, uh, just for the sake of getting Romy in at bat and, and trying to see what you got out of this kid and give him the opportunity to get his first big league knock, which he did, I thought was fine right there. It, it brought a little positivity to the night, I think. So 
Yeah. Uh, decent move. Yeah, because other than that, you know, the title of this episode is No Show. Uh, essentially, it was a mostly lifeless effort overall. We talked about the runners in scoring position woes. Uh, we talked about the cow pen uh, overall on that. Uh, beyond uh, Keiko, it was Ruiz, as I'd mentioned, coming in, and then Mike Wright. Nothing against these guys personally, but you just know they are not your high leverage guys. They are your mop-up guys, and you, every bullpen needs them. Those are just the guys for the White Sox right now. So, uh, luckily, Mike Wright able to work a clean inning. Uh, Jose Ruiz did work a clean seventh after allowing uh, that RBI single. Uh, and then he got a fly out to get out of the six when he came in to relieve Keuchel. So that about wraps it up from stats wise here on this. Uh, one observation that I have is Andrew Vaughn uh, in a little bit of a funk right now. Uh, Chase, and we've seen this uh, from not, not just Andrew Vaughn, though, multiple players. I mean, hell, there, there's a period of time, I think, in uh, late May, early June with uh, Jose Abreu chasing the same kind of stuff that Andrew Vaughn is here. Any insight into what's going on uh, with Vaughn gone summer here? You know, Johnny, I was actually looking at stuff today when I was working on my Gavin Sheets article. Um, just kind of perusing through some stats and everything and looking at, uh, you know, Andrew Vaughn came up in this as I was looking at young players who uh, are on the White Sox right now, just trying to compare and contrast where guys are at. Uh, and if you look at what Andrew Vaughn's body of work is right now, uh, it's 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 fairly decent. Uh, but the offensive numbers, at least in my opinion, Johnny, they're not really jumping off the charts. We've seen flashes with him where he's been a very productive uh, member of the offense, but you've also seen some stretches where he goes cold. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me. I wish I did right now, and maybe I'll dive into this a little bit more. But when I looked at Gavin Sheets versus Andrew Vaughn earlier today, and I feel like I'm just perpetuating the, the I love Gavin Sheets notion here, but I was actually kind of surprised. I mean, the sample sizes are completely different. Uh, but one thing that I noticed with Andrew Vaughn, and, and it's kind of a side takeaway to what I was looking at today, is that the offensive numbers don't really jump off the plate at you the way I expected them to. And I maybe haven't looked at his numbers in, in a little while, uh, but it's, it's, it's nothing that's super sexy, right? It's, it's not all that impressive uh, so to speak, where you're looking at a guy who you're a middle of the order guy. Um, but what's going on with him? It's his first major league season, Johnny. It's his first major league season. There's going to be some, some growing pains for him. Uh, we've got to take into account that, you know, this is, you know, the jump from double a up to, uh, the major leagues first full year, shortened season last year. Uh, there's so many factors at play with this that, I don't know. I, I still think he's going to be a productive guy down the stretch here, uh, but guys are going to go cold. And I don't think that Andrew Vaughn has taken the kind of heat yet, and he might be putting himself on the radar that a guy like Yohan Mancata might be receiving right now, mm -hmm. or even Cesar Hernandez. But there's just, you know, there's going to be cold stretches for these guys, and especially the young guys. They're still learning. Uh, there's so much new to this team. Gavin Sheets is one of them. Uh, Cesar Hernandez, new player for the White Sox, not new to the league, but adjustments need to be made. Uh, I just think Andrew Vaughn's in one of those periods where, you know, he's down and other guys got to pick him up. Right, exactly. I, I you know I think there is a longer leash there, and rightfully so, uh, just with the lack of minor league experience that he had, jumping right into the major league roster this year with only you know pretty much a half season of minor league ball in 2019. Didn't even play last year uh, because of the weird COVID situation. So uh, yeah, a little bit longer leash there, but just a few numbers uh, to back this up here. First half for second half, uh, 111 uh, weighted runs created plus in the first half, 93 here. Uh, so obviously below uh, in a league average there in the second half there, um, and then when you're looking 
looking at uh, just standard uh, batting average, that kind of stuff. Um, he, in the first half, 253 versus 231. So you're just seeing some uh, numbers go down there. But hey, uh, look at a guy that we had last year in grand, much smaller, you know, shorter season uh, example. But Luis Robert uh, had an outstanding first half of the year. And then, you know, uh, second half of the year, we've talked about on the show before, uh, really fell off uh, at the plate. And obviously, uh, there's been adjustments made. He's had some more time, uh, obviously, uh, had time to get things right a little bit, I think, with the injury rehab, uh, you know, uh, getting some work in at the White Sox facility and then uh, working some kinks out in Charlotte and came back and was trying to cover off the ball when he did. So um, it will just be interesting to see, keep an eye on Andrew Vaughn there. But obviously, you see it. And when guys are slumping, though, you're seeing it reflected in their position in the order. Uh, Andrew Vaughn is the eight hitter tonight. So um, just wanted to point that out. Um, and I don't think anybody should be, you know, losing faith in Andrew Vaughn and his no. potential overall. But it's just something to keep in mind because baseball is a game of trends. You get hot, you get cold. He's cold right now. So hopefully, uh, you know, he's due for one of those hot stretches then uh, down the home stretch here. Yeah, and I, I don't really get too stats oriented on this show, Johnny, but I, I did pull it up and thank you for for kind of reading off some of those. Uh, you know, just looking at this one, I, I didn't really expect for Andrew Vaughn, just with kind of the, the power that he's shown uh, through the middle stretch of the season. Uh, one thing is uh, his expected 162 game, uh, you know, home run number right now is 21. And I think, you know, a guy with 21 home runs in the big leagues in his first major league season, that's that's pretty impressive. Um, and maybe it's not the rate that uh, you want to see right now. I, I just felt like that number was a little low for what I expected when the White Sox drafted him. And maybe that's just something that I need to kind of level set uh, as well as, you know, what what kind of toll Andrew Vaughn has taken on over the course of this season, switching to multiple positions throughout the year. Uh, obviously, Eli Jimenez coming back, kind of displacing him as the everyday left fielder. Uh, I know guys can get into a groove out there, and it felt like Andrew Vaughn, at least in the middle of the summer, you like call it Vaughn gone summer. Mm-hmm. Um, summer's winding down, Johnny. Yeah. It, it's fall time now, um, and that's this is when it's it's even more important I'd like to see, you know, an extended summer, maybe like an El Nino, Andrew yeah. Vaughn coming out. You need, you need the Indian summer, the, the one need that the runs Indi- into like October, you know. Yes, yeah. that's what we need for Andrew Vaughn right here is kind of that Indian summer resurgence, whatever it is, bring the warm weather through October and just, you know, help lift Andrew Vaughn in this team uh, through the home stretch here. Yeah, right. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Just keep an eye on because, uh, you know, if he's getting beaten like this, he's obviously looking at film. He's looking at adjustments. He's looking at how he's chasing things, what pitches he's chasing, when he's chasing them, what the count is there. I would imagine that's all taken into account. And, uh, you know, you, you got uh, let's just be honest. You got a more competent coaching staff surrounding you this year. So um, we'll be interesting. I know Frank Menachino has caught a lot of heat, but it's not on him uh, solely. There, there are a lot of other guys uh, within that staff uh, that can help out, you know, uh, talk about a Hall of Fame manager there. Uh, Miguel. Cairo, former player on the bench there too. Uh, it was a little bit more successful than Frank Menachino in his playing days. So uh, we'll leave it at that for Andrew Vaughn. Uh, hopefully he can uh, bounce back here. But that's one thing I wanted to point out. Uh, just on an overall themes thing, though, Benetti had mentioned on the broadcast, man, would have been nice to see him do, you know, something damaging with the bat tonight uh, because it was, you know, he's in his home state and Cal Golden uh, Bears night at 
uh, the Oakland Coliseum. Uh, so I would imagine he had some friends uh, from college or that knew him, fans of his while he played there. There, uh, so it would have been nice to see him do some damage there. But oh well, that's the way she goes sometimes. Yeah, I don't want to be too long winded on it all, Johnny. I think that that, that this is just a down period for him, uh, and you're going to see stretches where Andrew Vaughn is going to look like the most impressive hitter on this ball club. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it feels right now like it's Luis Roberts' time. Um, and maybe a little bit of Johan Moncada. The one thing I want to point out here is just the bullshit that is the Oakland Coliseum. Yes. Uh, Yasmani Grandal uh, hits one off the wall today. Don't know how that didn't leave, but yeah, uh, of off, course he off, hits one. Hits one right like where the eighteen and a half foot wall yes, out in left field, right yeah. where it juts out in like three sixty seven in like middle left. Just absolutely, you know, horseshit there. And then Johan Moncada gets a hold of one. Uh, as well uh, later on in this ball game. Uh, and, you know, just it looked good off the bat. I think it's out of most major league ballparks. I, I don't know that for a fact. It just looked that way. Yeah. Um, also goes out to a deep part in, in Oakland. And Gordon Beckham and Jason Benetti also brought this one up on the ball uh, on the broadcast as well. Uh, you know, kind of colder there. Looked like 65 degrees when I last checked about the third inning. Um, ball was not flying out at all at least for the White Sox hitters. Uh, you know, it's, it's again, we're getting into fall here. Uh, the Jose Abreu hot August and, and stuff like that has kind of died down. Uh, so you're going to need that little bit of extra power, and you're going to start to see things, Johnny, at least in my opinion, uh, kind of revert to the way they were back in April and May uh, when it wasn't so hot and people were complaining that, mm-hmm. you know, just Major League across the board, and it'll be interesting to look at the data here, but Major League across the board, do home runs decrease as we get into the fall here and how all that plays out for the White Sox offense? Because as Steve likes to say, ball go far, team go far. You you, you have a little bit of a power outage here uh, accompanied by some weather. Um, you know, that that could be some trouble. It'll be interesting to track. Yeah, right. Uh, exactly. We'll, we'll be interesting to see, but uh, just one only one more game left at the Oak Coliseum. We'll get into that preview in a second here. Uh, but then, you know, White Sox uh, coming back home after that. So uh, at least you'll have a little bit more friendly ballpark, hitter friendly uh, park that you're playing in for a couple of series when you have the Boston Red Sox and Anaheim Angels at home following this. But before we do that, there is still, like I mentioned, one more game at the dreaded Oakland Coliseum. Uh, it will be a matinee start 2.37 p.m. on the dot. Interesting start time there, but 2.37 p.m. Central time start uh, on NBC Sports Chicago. That's Thursday, September 9th. Uh, A's, Shaw Manaya going for them, lefty, and Reynaldo Lopez, the resurgent Reynaldo Lopez on the mound for our White Sox. What are you expecting from this matchup, Tone? Before I get in the matchup, I want to talk about interesting start times. Johnny, do you remember the promotion uh, that the White Sox had with 7-11? Yes, I do. When the 7-11 start time was a thing. I thought that was so cool. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of interesting times on the clock. Um, you know, I like to start meetings at two 37 just because, um, you know, it's it's just something that's weird and, uh, out there, but two 37 start tomorrow. I'm fine with it. Put stuff at, at the sevens and the twos because nobody else does it. I don't know the seven 11 start time. I thought that that was cool. Um, I was just curious whether or not you remember that. And I I remember it. That that was always nice because it, doesn't make a difference in the grand scheme of things, but it also does because it gives you another extra time. 
a little extra minute. Give you one more minute. Finish that little last swig of beer so you're not tossing it with the, you know, like the the one eighth of the can left into the, you know, as you're walking up to the ticket gate. Yeah, you get to stand out there, finish it. And then as you're walking in, then you can see first pitch at 7-Eleven. You're not already one batter gone. So, yeah, Yeah. I I appreciate that. Yeah, Yeah, you can you can exit the lot at like 7.06 instead of 7 p.m. to try to get in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, 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 I don't know why they, why they ended that. I guess they're not sponsored. You know, I guess <laughs> sponsorship with, uh, with the White Sox anymore. But I, I, I remember the Seven Eleven starts, and I was yeah. fond of those because I thought that was a good marketing ploy. Uh, but anyway, getting into tomorrow, Reynaldo Lopez on the mound. Um, is there a guy in the rotation right now? And you can throw the IL off of it. But is there a guy in the rotation right now, Johnny, that you are more confident in? And I think there's only one name. And that's Dylan Cease, then Reynaldo Lopez in the current White Sox rotation yeah. that we have it, right now. It, it, overall, I would say, you know, it, you know, if you're just going best guy, Dylan Cease still. But uh, overall, and as of late, because I guess baseball is a game of trends here. As of late, absolutely, Reynaldo Lopez. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take this one. Uh, what was interesting coming into this game, Johnny, it was the first time, and I haven't really been uh, gambling too much ever since the uh, the Conor McGregor debacle uh that happened at my house uh when all you guys are here so i haven't been i haven't been betting as much uh but i did check out the money line today because i wanted to see what it was going to be for dallas keichel and it's the first time that i've seen the white Sox as underdogs in a while be interesting to see i haven't looked yet uh where they have the money line on this one but it's i think that this is a game for the white Sox to win um you know day game Road game aside, which I know gives the White Sox a little bit of a disadvantage, at least from the feel factor uh, that we've seen this year. Reynaldo Lopez is has been just as good as anybody else in this rotation as of late, like you said, with the trends. Um, you drop this one tonight, uh, you're going to have to go in uh, against the series against the Boston Red Sox on Friday. Um, I think they want this one a little bit more. So it'll be interesting to see what Tony the Russa throws out there as a lineup. Of course, as I say that, uh, just, you know, cover my own ass. It's going to be like a, you know, completely rested lineup and we're going to see uh, just some ridiculousness. But I think that the White Sox are going to want this one uh, just a little bit more. Johnny, I know that we're resting guys. We're trying to get to uh, October healthy. But I think that this is going to be a big game for the White Sox tomorrow in the afternoon. Reynaldo Lopez on the mound. He's your best He's your best option right now outside of Dylan yeah. C. So you might as well go and try and win this one. Yeah, one comment on Raylo really quick. Um, outside of, you know, uh, you know, there, there wasn't too much uh, spectacular that happened with the White Sox tonight. But one thing I did notice, they played fairly good defense. There really wasn't too many miscues. What, you, you can bitch about Luis Robert not going too hard on the uh, single up the middle. But that was hit so, you know, uh, deep out there anyway that i think the guy was scored uh and that's you know i know they talked about it maybe oh you can prevent him from going all that shit um whatever outside of that they played nice defense andrew vaughn had a very nice sliding catch early on in the game yohan mancata a nice play there uh at third base as well so uh if Raylo can uh you know get get the guys hit it on the ground or you know in the air the uh outfielders that we have there um i think he should be set up for success a couple other notes it's shaman lefty on the mound for the a's i would imagine that means a Sebi Zavala in, uh, just also based on, uh, and I know he has a switch hitter, but 
he played first two games catching both of those. So, uh, yeah, it was maybe in as a DH. But I would expect Sebi Zaval behind the plate, and then I would also expect Romy Gonzalez in there as the righty uh, bat uh, because you want to get him matched up against lefties. I know that was a point of emphasis in Kansas City uh, when he got a start and let off in that Saturday game. So uh, th- those are just kind of my predictions there. And with that, uh, pick the click. I, I, first time I've been able to do it, and you guys first hit tonight, I'll, I'll go with Romy uh, if he's in there. And if not, backup will be Pito because uh, he, he's always in there. So how about you? Yeah, you know what? I, I would expect Gavin Sheets to uh, be riding the pine tomorrow. Uh, just, you know, lefty on the mound. Um, you, you talked about some of the lineup changes that are going to come, and just with the same sent- sentiment that I had with uh, the White Sox wanting to go out and win this one, Tony LaRusso totally favors matchups here, so he's going to want to stack this as, as righty-heavy as possible. Um, you know, I'm going to go with Luis Robert tomorrow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to shake it up a little bit. Uh, I, I think that uh, he's been the hot bat of late. Um, I know he's cooled down just a little bit, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him leave the yard tomorrow. I want to roll the R. I think we might get Buzz on tap on the show. It'll be fun to hear him roll the R. So I'm, I'm going to go Luis Robert with this one. All right. I like it. Um, yeah. Uh, one other note is I wonder if the ghost that is Billy Hamilton will show up uh, being a right-handed hitter. Um, I feel he like he, he is just, in my mind, it's just been so long since I see him. I know he had the injured list and, and all that, but he's back there. You see him in the dugout. They show the, you know, all the time. Uh, and we, we've talked about some of the just veteran presence and leadership that he brings uh, and a kind of energy guy uh, in the clubhouse there. But uh, it's like, when is this guy going to get hit the field again? Like it feels like it's been forever. Maybe it's been late game subs, but I don't know if he's started a game. I don't know if you really want that, but uh, with the lefty on the mound, Billy only hitting righty now, uh, I think it's also a possibility on a getaway day. Yeah, I think he will. I think he might actually slot into right field. I know you've seen some Brian Goodwin during this series. I think if you do throw out there the, uh, the getaway day lineup, uh, you might see Billy Hamilton take some time in right field, uh, you know, Luis Robert and center, unless you're giving him a day off, which would really screw up my picks to click. Um, and, you know, I, I think you'd probably see Andrew Vaughn out there and left if it's, yeah. you know, because you're not going to see Eloy right now. So it's a perfect yeah. time to get Hamilton some at-bats. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just my last note there. And then one thing that you just brought up. Yeah, Eloy unlikely to play tomorrow. Hopefully uh, at some point can return this weekend, but obviously uh, has a significant um, bone bruise in his knee after getting struck with the foul ball uh, and exiting the game early in the series opener. So that does it for the show. Uh, final thoughts, then we'll wrap this thing up. Final thoughts, Johnny. Uh, last night was way more fun than tonight, um, just for so many reasons. Um, you know, but it's always great to sit here, drink beer, talk White Sox baseball with you. Um, I am sad, kind of, that the uh, the West Coast road trip thing is 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 done, at least for for right now, uh, because you know, like I said, I like drinking beer, I like talking White Sox baseball, and uh, yeah, let's go get a win tomorrow. Uh, I'm excited to see Reynaldo Lopez. Never thought I'd say that. Uh, but he's the best option right now. And uh, let's go White Sox. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'd second all of that, Tony. Uh, yeah, kind of the Sox on tap after Dark Crew. Uh, let's talk about it here. You know, as we're, uh, we started this thing uh, just a little before midnight, we're rolling into now uh, 1220 a.m. Uh, on Thursday, the day of this finale. So uh, that's it. Yeah, just go out there and uh, right-handed bats. Uh, you get a hold of Montes. And then if you can get, in, uh, yeah, not, not uh, Manaya, not Montes. Um, you can get a hold of him, though. Uh, the A's bullpen is, you know, touchable very touchable so uh will be interesting to see uh, that's all i've got uh listeners make sure you're visiting on for all your chicago sports literature and podcasting needs follow us on twitter 
at Socks on Tap and at On Tap Sportsnet. Enjoy the podcast, five star rating and review wherever you listen because that's cool and tough. Buzz would say, uh, you need White Sox merchandise. Grandstand is the place to go, located right by the ballpark, 35th and Walls. Shop online, grandstandsocks.com, and visit their social media for new releases at Grandstand Socks. Tony, let's go win a series tomorrow. White Sox forever. White Sox forever. <laughs>